So we'll, we'll give more Love clarity as you get these contracts come out, just like the five-year contract with Iconic, Shoppers, and then Tilray and Handlet. But as you see the products come to the marketplace, uh, we can give more clarity on what that actual percentage uh, split is. Got it. Okay, thank you. And, and my last question here for now, and then I'll jump back in the queue. Um, hey, guys. Any revenue guidance uh, you can get the street for the next uh, quarter or two? Jump back in the queue. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. It's the Armour Report. Hang on a sec. I'm listening to a conference call about Valens Grow Works. I'm just going to pause it. Our next question comes from Jenny Wang. Okay. All right, listen, welcome to the Armour Report. This is uh, the Wednesday edition. This is the Cannabis Couch. Thanks for joining me. Armour Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. This is a show about quantum mental investing in the stock market. It's the combination of quantitative execution, fundamental foundation, and that's what creates our information edge. It's what I share with you. It's what I use in my own portfolio every day. So this information I'm gathering that I'm sharing, I use in my own portfolio and for individuals I manage money for in the stock market. And that's through our interactive brokers relationship. I'm surrounded by phones. It's a live trading desk. I got computers everywhere. So if I get interrupted, you know, uh, bear with me. Thanks for that. Today, we're going to go over uh, cannabis couch. This is one of our favorite topics. We think we have um, uh, the beginning of a, uh, what I call a investing super cycle in the cannabis space. Massive volatility at the beginning does not change the fact that in the next three to five to 10 years, a lot of money will be made in the space. And that's why I make it really a cornerstone um, uh, of, of um, my fundamental research work that I do. So I cover a lot of different conference calls. And um, you interrupted me this morning listening to the conference call Valens Grow Works, which I'll go over uh, in a minute. Um, I'm also going to talk about Afria. We heard that announcement yesterday on that conference call yesterday. You can follow along on Twitter at Brett Rosenthal or hashtag Armor Report on Stock Twits. And I kind of update, which I did yesterday, what I'm hearing about um, the AFRIA conference call as it's happening. So I'm going to go over that in a minute. I always start these shows with a review of the top seven indexes that we follow that drive our risk decisions. Okay? So no matter how great I think cannabis is, or any other investment team for that matter. The fact is seven out of 10 stocks could be higher than that now, but at least seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. So if we don't keep our eye constantly trained on the market and the risks there, we're doing ourselves a disservice. And so that's why I start this show every time I do it, sharing with you what our quantitative algorithms are telling us about those indexes. Now, there is a free armor report that I send out periodically, and I sent it out on Sunday. If you, don't, if you didn't get it, just subscribe. You go to rosenthalcapital.com, subscribe. It's a free service. And I shared with all the subscribers that we were cautiously adding risk to the portfolio, and we were doing it through big cap names, particularly dividend payers. Because in a world of 15 plus trillion dollars, 
of negative interest rates. Whenever we start putting money to work in the market, we're always looking to pick up yield. Anything north of 5% is a winner. Okay, That's what we're looking for. Um, but I said we were cautious. And let me reveal for you real quick now why we're cautious. I'm not going to take up too much time today on this discussion. I know we all want to get to the cannabis couch. But it is important to note the reason we're cautious is that we're not getting confluence, right? So some indexes are trying to move to new highs. Others are imploding. I don't like when I see that. It tells you there's a lot of cross currents, and it's very hard for the stock market as a whole to have a multi-month move higher when you get that argument, okay? So let's look at the two, not, not the most important, but two leading indexes I want to highlight today. All of these algorithms are designed for the volatility of exchange-traded funds that cover these indexes, the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ 100, the small cap index, the value index, and momentum and the IBD 50. Now, the momentum and the IBD 50 are leading indicators. It's why we include it in our confluence studies. And what I don't like to see is, and of course, you hear a lot of cheerleading on CNBC and other financial networks. Oh, the, the, the NASDAQ 100 or the S&P are near all-time new highs. Don't get too excited about that, okay? Just a couple weeks ago, or even maybe a week and a half ago, these indexes were at 22-month lows, okay? So what we're getting is lots of volatility in a range and no real direction for 22 months now. So let's don't break out the party hats just because the S&P gets towards the top of that range. I digress. What I don't like to see is for the momentum index, and I'll show you a picture of it now. Okay, there's the momentum index, MTUM. Breaking down at the 50-day moving average. The black line is the 50-day moving average. So the index tried to break above it and is failing right now. That's usually a leading indicator of the market. It's momentum stocks. If the momentum stocks are failing, it's hard to get a major breakout in the market. So let's go to the IBD 50. These are leadership stocks. These are newer issues with explosive growth. This is where people put on risk when you get a whole new market move to the upside. And what we have here. It's clearly a head and shoulders rolling over. And the IBD 50 can't even get above the 200-day moving average in this case. That's the green line. So it's below the 50-day and the 200-day as it maps out a classic head and shoulders pattern. What is wrong with the market? If you're about to have a blowout to new highs in the indexes, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Dow, whatever, it's not that it can't happen. It certainly could happen without the IBD-50, but it would be very rare because the IBD-50 is a place where there's animal spirits. People pile into that index when they're ready, when they're ready to put on risk. Same thing with the momentum index. And both of those indexes are underperforming. So it creates a muddled picture. What's working? Some of the financial stocks are going up. 
you know, a lot of movement across, but no real direction. You get a good announcement out of JP Morgan. So the market's up yesterday, followed by some negative announcement by somebody else. Market will come back down. And again, 22 months with no direction. So the best performing assets during that period, go back and look, do your homework. Our dividend payers, big blue chip dividend payers. Some of our best performing assets in our portfolios are AT&T, Verizon from a year ago. We're picking up capital gains and we're picking up yield. Those are the stocks we're looking for and we're willing to buy right now. Okay, so let's go to the cannabis couch. What does that mean for cannabis stocks and this investing theme? If people aren't willing to take risk in the IBD 50, and again, do some research here and go to ETF.com, put in FFTY, pull up the information on that asset. You'll see all the stocks that are in that portfolio and what that portfolio is trying to do. I'm a big believer in um, the investor's business daily. I've been doing this over 30 years. That's the only paper that's worth reading. And of course, now it's all online. There's a book called How to Make Money in Stocks. I suggest you read that book. I read it multiple times. It's a great foundation for how to build a portfolio. So if people aren't willing to take risk in the 50 names that IBD has listed, when these are the 50 names that have explosive earnings and revenue growth with great margins, if you're, not, if you're seeing the market not willing to take risk in that space, then, then to think that the market participants are willing to take a lot of risk in cannabis right now is a mistake. It's just not. They're just not. The earnings and revenue are not there yet in the cannabis stocks, which is okay. I don't expect it to be there yet. We're at the start of a super cycle from an investing standpoint. It's early, okay? So you're going to have blowups. You're going to have earnings misses. You're going to have CFOs that quit and companies that you know, go bankrupt. We have to, as analysts and investors, sift through the rubble and high-grade the portfolio and find the best names. So when do we buy those names? This is what everyone keeps asking me. I know we're all excited about the space. Please don't um, assume, because I've been telling you since May not to buy these stocks, please don't assume that I don't like the stocks or the, comp- I mean, the companies. I don't like the stocks. But there's a lot of companies in this space I love that continue to deliver on their vision. Stocks I want to own when two things happen. Number one, I'd like to see the overall stock market, right? Seven out of 10 stocks follow the market, particularly aggressive growth stocks. So I'd like to see the market in general give me a risk on signal that I can be confident in. That's step one. And the market's not doing that. Step two, I'd like to see the entire group, not just one or two stocks that I like, but the whole cannabis group set up a bottom that's worth taking risk on. Now, let's go, I'll go over that in a minute. I'm going to show you some charts in a second. But let's talk about the Afria call yesterday. Okay, 
Um, step one, do I like Afria as a company? The answer is no, I've never liked Afria as a company. I don't, from, from my standpoint, I don't want to put money into a cannabis company that's just like a commodity producer. I always want to focus my investing dollars. I want to, when I say high grade, I want to buy companies with the best margins, the highest margins, companies that have intellectual property, okay, and a moat around their business that makes it a valued asset. I don't want to go out there and just buy a grower. Let me explain in, a, in an example. Maybe you guys have heard this before, but this is the best way to understand the cannabis space. Think about the sugarcane space at the turn of the 1900s because it's just a cash crop, just like cannabis. You could have bought the sugarcane growers if you wanted to, but a lot of them went bankrupt. A lot of them went out of business. Only a couple at the end made any money, and they had razor-thin margins. Not the best place to invest over a 100-year period or a 10-year period or a 30-year period. You could have bought the extractors that were just taking sugar out of the cane and putting it into a bag and putting it on table. And they worked for a while. But were they the best stocks to own? Not really. There was no intellectual property around the extraction. Everybody could do it. Then eventually it got dominated by a couple of companies. Everyone else went out of business. That's what happens in a commodity business. It gets overproduced all the time. Now, what was the best investment from a sugar standpoint? It's when a company in Atlanta, Georgia, figured out we can take sugar and put it into a carbonated beverage and charge 95% margins. And we can protect that secret formula in a safe. How'd that stock do over decades and it's still doing well and of course the name of that stock is coca-cola okay so what we're looking for here in the cannabis space is the coca-colas of the future not just the growers this is all about opportunity cost of money guys can i buy afria if the whole space goes up will the stock go up sure but it's opportunity cost of my money i can't buy every name so i got to focus on the names where it's which stocks will go up multiples of Afria? If Afria is actually going up, there's other names out there that are going to go up multiples of that stock. Now let's get to the earnings announcement. Believe it or not, I like what Hexo said recently. Can you believe I just said that? I like what Hexo said. I can't believe I just said that. The stock looks awful. The stock's collapsing. But what Hexo's doing is they are wiping the slate clean. The proverbial baby is out with the bathwater. Right? The kitchen sink's gone. Like all those other things I can come up with, right? They've just put the expectations to almost zero on their future business. So as a stock investor, I'm not saying I'm buying Hexo, but as a stock investor, after a 75% collapse in the entire space, I would really like management teams to take the opportunity to lower the bar as low as possible for future growth. And that's what Hexo's done. They don't know what's going to happen next year. They, both, they, they pulled their $400 million revenue estimates. 
and they talk about Health Canada and the way uh, the government in Canada is, is dragging its feet, and they don't know what's going to happen going forward. Great. Now nobody has any expectations of Hexo. Then today they come out with a product that they say is going to attack the illicit market. It's so cheap, people may as well buy the Hexo product. This will be like razor-thin margin. This is probably like a lost leader, right? If they make any money on this ridiculously priced product, it would be a miracle. Some people don't like what they're doing. They view that as, well, there's oversupply and they're trying to get rid of it. No, I really think it's a smart play. They're trying to attack the illicit market. It's a lost leader. They're trying to turn their business around, and there's zero expectations now. Now let's go over to Afria. What they say? They reaffirmed guidance next year. They're going to do a billion dollars in revenue. The run rate, excuse me, the run rate at the end of next year will be a billion dollars. I, I can't believe they came out and made that comment. How could they possibly know that? And let me tell you something. On the conference call, almost every analyst was trying to ask them how can they feel confident in that number. And I don't think any of us like the answers. The answer is they cannot feel confident in the number. They agree that Canada and the government is dragging its feet. It's taking longer, but they made this list of assumptions. If this happens and this happens and that happens, we'll be at a run rate of over a billion by Q4. Well, I don't like to invest in companies with management teams that give me a whole bunch of ifs in order to come up with their projections. I know we're all doing that for projections. We all have ifs that we create. But it can't be an if based on what a government might say. And here's the thing that really disturbed me the most. An analyst asked, well, what if Canada doesn't progress the way you think? What will you do with the inventory? And the management said, well, we'll just ship it overseas, right? Because they have license in, in um, Germany and other places, and they'll just be able to move the inventory over there. Really? You're just going to be able to move the inventory over there. How about a discussion of what would happen to your margins if you have to ship all your product overseas? So even if you move the product overseas, margins collapse. That stock's not going anywhere, people. That's a oversupply issue, and that's an example of a, of a company that's at the lower end of the value chain. And what we want is companies at the higher end of the value chain. So I didn't like what was going on on that conference call. And I really wished Afria would just come out and say, here are all the hurdles. We're not sure what's going to happen. Let's lower expectations so we can start beating the numbers. Guys, this is a bit of a game. Okay. It's just don't hate the player, hate the game, right? It's a bit of a game on Wall Street. Companies need to beat analyst expectations and stocks begin to go up if companies can constantly beat analyst expectations. That's just how it works. You have this brilliant opportunity right now as a cannabis company to just erase expectations and then start over-delivering. And instead of taking that opportunity, AFRI is out there trying to explain to us how they'll just ship product overseas if they can't sell it in Canada. Give me a break. All right, moving on. I was listening to the Valens conference call when you guys stepped in. There's an example of a company higher up on the value chain. There's the example of a company that's at the top of my whiteboard. I love what that company's doing. 
Tomorrow starts Cannabis 2.0 in Canada. How much fun. Edibles and all those other things. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Who's going to benefit most from this kind of thing? It's not the grower. It's the guy doing the processing who has intellectual property around how he does the processing. That's Valens. Valens has an impressive list of customers that they're now white labeling for. I like that business model. Now let's look at the stock price. Okay, here's an example of all of the stocks. That's MJ. Okay, so first of all, take a look at MJ, guys. Especially the bulls out there. Take a real close, hard look. We don't have to be early catching the turnaround. These stocks are in implosion mode. And I get subscribers constantly saying to me, this is the turn. It's happening. Here's the bottom. Guys, let me make it very clear, okay? I'm not trying to call a bottom. I don't need to call a bottom. I don't have that ego. I don't have to be right about a bottom. I just have to make money. That's what investing is about. It's not about right about catching a bottom. It's about being right to invest your hard-earned dollars. You've worked hard for those dollars that are in your investment account. Protect them. Put them to work when the reward is worth the risk you're taking. It's not to put them to work so that you could tell the guy next to you, I caught the bottom. What's the point? You've been getting your fingers cut off all the way down trying to catch the bottom. I don't care if I miss the bottom. Let me make that very clear. I don't care if I miss the bottom. All I care is that I position the right stocks so that I can make money from my entry point. It's not about buying the bottom. Okay. It's a very sobering picture right there. There is absolutely no uh, consolidation in this chart. There's, there's nothing here. These stocks are trading below 2016 prices. We need a bottom to set up. And the way we'll get a bottom to set up is the assets will crater like they have been, rally off the low. I, I don't care if I missed that first rally. What I need to see then is other announcements that are negative where the group comes down and holds a higher low, sets up a double bottom, and then we know we can start taking some risk. Now, let's look at the stocks because this is what drives a lot of people crazy. They say, well, aren't there some stocks out there that are doing that? And there are. They're at the top of my whiteboard. We're talking about Valens Grow Work. There it is. There's a beautiful cup and handle the stock made. This is you know last year. Broke out. It's been unbelievably outperforming its peers during this entire collapse. That's why it's at the top of the leaderboard. And so if you're questioning my theories on how to put money to work, when I say to you, high grade your portfolio, when I say to you, go to the top of the value chain, there's a chart pattern that explains what I'm trying to say. This index is full of a bunch of growers 
if you look at the statistics on percentage ownership in MJ of the big names, there are a lot of the big growers. It's no surprise that it, the chart pattern looks got awful. Then you look at Valens, and that chart looks great. That's because it's at the top of the value chain. It has intellectual property. Okay? Now let's take a look at a couple more names. You know I'm a fan of this stock. And I'm just showing it to you. This is TrueLeave because TrueLeave has made higher lows. Right? It's above the 2018 low while the entire index is plummeting to new lows. That's what I'm looking for. Stocks like that. Let's go on. Charlotte's Web. A series of higher lows while the index is imploding. Okay? So what I'm looking for on MJ and all the stocks that are making up MJ to create that disgusting-looking implosion is I want to start to see higher lows. If MJ can make a higher low, the first place you want to do, first thing you want to do is start to buy these high-grade names that dominate spaces. What's similar about those three charts? Valens, TrueLeaf, Charlotte's Web, they all have intellectual property or a dominant position in their industries. So the stocks have support from their owners that are buying at higher levels. So they come down, they buy a little bit higher, a little bit higher. So when is it time to buy these stocks? It's time to buy these stocks when MJ and all these big high-profile names can start to put in double bottoms or higher lows. That means I'm going to have to miss the first move off the bottom because no one knows when that's coming. So I want to see it rally off the bottom, come back and test, hold support, then I start putting money to work. Can you put money to work in these names that I'm talking about, the balance? The, sure, if you want to, but your risk tolerance is different than mine. Okay, for my personal money, I'm not willing to put the risk out right now. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. Maybe you should. I can't tell you what to do, guys. I don't know you, right? I mean, I'm just sharing with you what I do in my own personal portfolio. So your risk tolerance is different than mine. If you're willing to take a lot of risk on, then I beseech you to do it in the high-graded names with intellectual property, Okay that are at the top of the value chain and you'll have a better time of it as evidenced by those chart patterns versus the peers. You would, you would be losing money this year, right? In those names, but losing a lot less than the guy next to you who went out there and bought the growers like can trust or, or Afria or any of those other guys. Okay. So I hope, look, I hope this has been helpful. If it has, give me a thumbs up. As always, it helps me out. I look forward to talking to you guys again on Friday, 1130. We're going to go over the week in review, and we'll discuss some more topics. I, I know I promised 
that I would discuss gold and silver today. And I'm, you have to forgive me. I wanted to be on the cannabis couch. I'll talk about that during our week in review. Um, I've got some questions here, but I guess before I wrap up, let me go over some of the questions you guys are asking. Um, disappointing dip. Um, politics for dummies. I don't, I don't think it's disappointing. I hope you understand that now. I'm looking for this sell-off. If we get higher lows, then we know we're on to something, okay? Sector going down. Let me see. Uh, Okay, nothing, nothing particular. If I see any other, any other things you guys are sending or writing that I feel I can add some value to, I'll certainly comment um, after this video is over. I'll run in there and try to comment something. But um, don't worry about the sell-off today. That's what we want. We want to see a rally off the low, and, and we want to see it hold up. Okay? So anyway, guys, I'll talk to you again on Friday. Take care of yourselves. Be safe out there.